Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Some say that in life there is no such thing as shortcuts, as if to imply and to suggest that if we want to succeed in life, if we want to be able to accomplish and achieve our goals, so then we need to apply ourselves accordingly and to expect that there are going to be shortcuts, that there are going to be hacks, that there are going to be ways that we can just circumvent our basic responsibilities, that is being naive. But the reality is that in life, we do in fact find that there are many instances in which there are shortcuts. We live in a very automated world, a world in which technology has enabled us to achieve many of our goals in but a fraction of time, and in some instances, with much less effort than would have been traditionally required. And so the question is, does that apply when it comes to davening as well? Are there shortcuts when it comes to tefillah? Is there anything that we can do? Are there hacks, if you will, that would enable us to achieve our very same goals, to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to have our prayers, our petitions answered without applying ourselves in a way that would be traditionally required? And at first glance, the answer is no. That when it comes to certain things in life, and tefillah certainly seems to be one of them, there's no shortcut. There is no way to avoid and to circumvent the effort that is necessary in order to apply ourselves, to build ourselves, to be able to forge that relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. At first glance, however, this premise could be challenged by something that we read yesterday in Parshas Chukas. I recognize again that we are still somewhat misaligned from Achenu B'nai Eretz Yisrael who did not read Parshas Chukas yesterday. But hopefully, wherever you live, and whether you heard Parshas Chukas yesterday or a week ago, this idea still resonates with you. The Torah tells us that following the death of Aaron Kohen and the departure of the Anani Kavod, a theme which unfortunately recurs repeatedly throughout the 40 years in the Midbar. And in this particular situation, the Torah tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends a magefa in the form of fiery serpents, venomous snakes that attack a segment of the people. And, as is always the case, Moshe cries out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu pleading for mercy. And the Torah tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Moshe a very interesting set of directions. He tells him to build a nachash anachoshes, a snake that is made out of bronze, and to place it on a pole. And the Torah tells us, V'haya im ish, a person who is bitten by one of the venomous snakes, v'hibit el nachash anachoshes v'chay. Such an individual would stare at this copper snake and would miraculously live. Now, it seems on the surface that this is a hack, that this is a shortcut. After all, if a person is facing some threat, if a person is in need of petitioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so it would seem that there's only one way to do so, whether you use a sitter or not, so there we can debate. But ultimately, there is no substitute for tefillah. And it would seem as if this is an exception. It would seem as if the Torah is prescribing over here, at least in this particular situation, a method of petitioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu indirectly, by looking at an achash and achoshes. And to be perfectly clear, this is highly unusual, because it does seem, at least on a surface level, to be something which seems awfully similar to what we would typically call avodizara. So the question is, what is going on over here? Now, I am not the first one to ask this question. Chazal present this very question in the Mishnah, in Maseches Rosh Hashanah, which is cited over here in Chumash by Rashi. And says Rashi, quoting the Mishnah, V'amur Rabbo Seinu, could this copper snake made by Moshe Rabbeinu somehow cause one to live or die? Ella, rather, say Chazal, mala. At the time that Bnei Yisrael would look upward, they would be mistakal, they would peer, they would gaze at the heavens. 
and they would subject their heart, they would submit themselves to their Father in Heaven, at that time they would be cured. And if they would not, literally they would waste away. So say Chazal in the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, and so what we see is that even here, that which appears on the surface to be a shortcut is not in fact a shortcut. It is perhaps an unusual sort of intervention, there's no question that the circumstances over here are rather unique. And the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is directing Moshe to go ahead and to use a prop of sorts, which would inspire those who are afflicted by this Magefa to look up and to be Meshavetis Libam, Laviyah Meshavashamayim, this is unusual. However, the ultimate goal over here is the same. And that is to force these individuals to look to the heavens, to connect themselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to be Meshavetis Libam, if this is so, so then the question sort of begs itself. Why do we need the snake at all? Why not just instruct the people to daven? What's the matter? You're upset? You're afraid? You're frightened? You're scared for your lives? No problem. Moshe should say to the people, daven to Hashem. And if you are successful in subjugating your hearts, as the Mishnah say, to your Father in Heavens, so then you will be cured. Who needs the snake? Reb Chaim Vlazhner in the Sefer Nefesh HaChaim Shar Gimel asks the same question. And he says that the best way that we can ultimately succeed in forging our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to meditate upon the concept of Ein Od Milvado, that there is in fact no one and nothing in the entire universe that we can ultimately turn to, rely on, lean on in all times, but especially in times of difficulty, other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the Pasuk says, Ein od milvado. And then Afashachim explains that this is a skula nifla'a. You know, a lot of people talk about skulos. What can I do? What is a shortcut? What is a hack that I can perhaps employ which will enable me to achieve my goals? He says the greatest school in the world is to believe and to truly integrate this idea into my mind and into my heart that ein od milvado, that there is nothing in the world other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, this is what Chazal mean when the Mishnah Rosh Hashanah tells us that Moshe was told to go ahead and to craft this bronze snake and to place it on a pole. So he essentially asks, what is the purpose of the snake? And he says like this, the purpose of the Nechash and the the reason why it's so important to have this snake on this pole is in order to create the contrast. That here you have people who are putting their faith naturally, by default, as we so often do in this world, onto some sort of natural means. We see something. We touch something. There is something that we can access with our five senses, and we believe for a moment that that is going to be the source of my Yeshua. And Chazal are telling us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the people to contrast the two, to look at that Nechash and Nechoshes, but then look beyond. Be mistakel klapimala. Now that your eyes have initially sort of been fixated on this Nechash and Nechoshes, look more broadly and realize that there is no koach in anything in this world. There is nothing physical, there is nothing tangible in this world that can provide Yeshua independently of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What the words Ein Od Milvado means that ultimately anything in this world that will be beneficial to us is really just serving as a conduit, something through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu facilitates and enables us to access His Shefa Bracha. And so therefore, says the Nefesh Chaim, the reason why in this particular instance the prop was needed was because it's difficult to just go ahead and tell people, look up. 
Go ahead, look up to the heavens and close your eyes and remind yourselves that Enod Milvado. Ultimately, this is the goal, and it's one that we can achieve. But for many of us, I would say for all of us, at certain points in our life, it is necessary for us to recognize our sort of natural default position, and that is to look around us and to say, how can I achieve my goals? Me'ayin yavo ezri, from where will my ezer, my Yeshua, come? The ultimate goal is that we should recognize with our heads and then instill within our hearts, as the Pasuk says, First, the person has to come to understand something in his head and then integrate this into my heart, into the place of my emotions. But this is a process. And so therefore, in this particular instance, the contrast is set up. The prop is there so we can appreciate that it's not, in fact, something that we can touch and see and hear. It is not the tangible, concrete, physical world around us that ultimately gives us the kohos that we need in order to achieve our goals. Rather, it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ein Od Milvado. And that is the purpose of the Nechash and Nechoshes. It would seem to me that while the circumstances that were described in Pashas Chukas that we just reviewed are somewhat unique and in a certain sense completely unrelatable, at the same time, the message is one that is very, very relevant and one that we can relate to. There are, in fact, many things that we can access. There are things that we have in our hand, literally, in some cases, most of the day, which give us the sense of complete independence, that anything that I need, I have right here in my hand. And all the things that I need to access, that which I need in order to achieve my goals, in order to get answers to the questions, in order to derive guidance and direction, I have it all here. And we need to go ahead and to remind ourselves, as Chazal say in the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah, look up. It's not the Nachash, which is Memes Umachaya. Ella Mistaklin Klape Mala. They need to look up. We need to look up. We need to remind ourselves that at the end of the day, Hashem Hu Elokim Ein Od Milvado. As the Nefesh Chaim says, this is the greatest skula in the world. The greatest school in the world. Another time we could talk more about schoolos and the danger of schoolos and why there's a natural tendency to pursue schoolos. But just to understand and appreciate for those of us who like schoolos, says the Nefesh Chaim, the greatest school in the world is to remind ourselves that Eino Milvado, which really means, which really means there are no schoolos. There are no schoolos. There is no schooler. The schooler is to remind ourselves that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of all that we need in this world. And when we need to contrast that which we can see, that which we can touch with the heavens above us, and to use that as a way of reminding us that in Od Milvado, we should do so. Because this could be very helpful and very beneficial and a very productive method in helping us improve in our tefillos. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. See you.